Blog Talk Radio. It's the Late Show with Francie Weatherman. <sighs> that was not that was supposed to hold on. You guys, I'm looking through um, live radio. And things go. Where where is it? You know what? We're gonna we're gonna play a little tribute to uh, Bob Saget. Love's important. I mean, that's why I I mean I I have been through uh, a lot of shit as a stand up, and you don't always get love, especially if you're a beginning stand up. For ten years, um, I was pretty lonely. I had a girlfriend, uh, and then I didn't. And then I was working like the shittiest gigs because that's how you become a comedian. So for 10 years, I was working in really weird places. I, I worked uh, in, a, in a strip club once in Anchorage, and uh, Jay Leno recommended it. He's like, hey, you got to go. That's my Jay Leno impression. Hey, you got to go to... I'm a great impressionist. <laughs> you got to go to this strip club. They pay cash. Seinfeld's doing it. I'm like, okay, I'll go. What the hell? I got no life. And so this is what happened. There's a stripper on stage. And I don't remember much about it, but she's there. She's got little easy-bake oven pie pans over her nether regions, which I believe is near Finland. I'm not sure. And she's got scotch-taped matches over these areas. And she lights the matches on fire. And then she does a little dance in her cocaine stupor. And then she just blows herself out. And she goes, and now the comedy of Bob Saget. Like, fucking get me high and shoot me. I did another hell gig. This one's worse. Okay, I'm 24 years old. Everything bad happened at 24 doing stand-up. I'm playing a place, uh, the Cleveland Comedy Club. This is not going to go well because this is a film special, and so people are going to hear about this. It doesn't exist anymore. It's now the parking lot of a stadium. But before it was a comedy club, literally months before, it was a chicken slaughtering house. So it's like, remove the dead chickens, bring in the comics, you know? And so there I was, and um, at that time, lewds were popular. So... The club owner at the club in Cleveland gives me two lewds, and I put them in my pocket, and he says, put them in your pocket because this waitress likes you, and you can give one to her, and then she'll just be unconscious, and you can do whatever you want, and I'm like, I'm not like that, dude. That's for the future. I I don't do that. I'm just not like that at all, and he says, trust me, And, and I had to stay, not in a hotel, stayed in the comedy club owner's house upstairs in a little tiny room that had a rat in it. I had to stay upstairs in the room with the rat. I go upstairs, and then this girl comes upstairs. And this is a true story, and it makes me feel bad. And if she's watching this, I apologize deeply from the bottom of my scrotum to the back of your throat. But the thing is, (laughs) I thought I wasn't going to be blue. I'm working so hard. I really am. I'm going to classes. So what what happened was I'm upstairs. She comes up, and I don't want to talk misogynistically or chauvinistically about a lady and her looks, which is a terrible thing to do. But this, this girl, let me tell you what she looked like. Remember Danny DeVito in that first Batman movie? She bit the head off a fish. And she had like squid ink coming out of her mouth. She looked like that. And so she comes upstairs and she's like sitting on the bed and I'm just laying there. I got two lewds in my pocket. And she's like, hi, Bob. She's like breathing on me like mackerel and anchovies. It was like a Caesar salad with no lettuce or croutons, you know? It was just not, not good. And then, I want to have sex with you. And she just said, like, like, smoke's coming out. And, 
And I said, no, I, I can't do it. And she wouldn't stop. You know what I did? I took a loot. I roofied myself. <laughs> That's the kind of man I am. And then she left because I was unconscious. And then an hour later, she comes back. And this is really offensive, so I apologize. This is gross. Her breath at this point smelled like a Slim Jim dipped in shit. And she was like, Bob, come on, let's get... And I just went like, no, I took the second loot. I put myself down. I wanted to be out. I didn't want to remember nothing. And I woke up in the morning, and I don't know, I was, my butthole was burning. I think she stuck like a four-hour Dur flame log up there just to get back at me. Welcome to another exciting episode here on Francie and Friends. Everybody, we lost America's favorite dad today. And that was him. <laughs> Talking about sticking up. Yeah. Hello? Hello? What? Yes. Hi. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a, a funny little uh, little skit from Bob Saget. Uh, we, we lost him today, age 65. Kind of scary because we're almost there. I'm only four but years away did, from But I did read a Actually, report. Four there, years. Yeah. <laughs> I did read a report, and I did find out that there were no drugs found in his system. So that's a good thing. So, yeah, I, I, I love that little skit. And, uh, yeah, Bob Saget, definitely going to be missed. He, he was our generation. You know, I hated Full House. hated America's Funniest Home Videos. But I like Bob Saget. Well, there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I well, got to see him at videos. the Comedy House. <laughs> I, got to, I got to see him at the Comedy House doing live stand-up. It was hilarious. I mean, he came out. He came out on the stage, and he goes, "I've got one thing to say. I am not effing Danny Tanner. If you're here to see effing Danny Tanner, get your effing asses out of this club, effing now." But of course, he didn't say effing. He said the word, and it just cracked everybody up and shocked everybody because it was like, "Dude, I do see you as Danny Tanner doing this." So, uh, yeah. And I got to hang surprised. out with him. I got to hang out with him afterwards because Corey, you know, Comedy House, we knew everybody there. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, after the show, you know, they were escorting everybody out, and we knew Sharon, the uh, the manager of the Comedy House, and I got to stick around. And Bob Saget came out, and I was like, "Holy crap!" And I, he had a little heckler in the front row. We always had our little... I had my same chair that I was always at with the comedy house. Front row, center stage. And he had a heckler beside me. And I was telling him to shut the F up because Bob Saget's been about to make you his bitch. And Bob Saget heard me say that. And he thought that was hilarious. And said, you know, I, I was trying my best to keep my composure on stage when you said that. You you really cracked me up, and I realized I had to make him my bitch, and he did. <laughs> and uh, he loved my Scooby Doo shirt. I, I had a little Scooby Doo shirt. He's like, "Where the hell did you get that shirt?" I was like, "Clarence wreck at Walmart." <laughs> and he wanted to run to Walmart to go get that shirt, and I asked him to sign it. And he was like, "No, I'm going to ruin your shirt." And after like 
you know, five minutes of him begging to sign the shirt. He finally said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to ruin your shirt. I'm going to ruin it, Sharon. Give me a Sharpie. And he signed my shirt. Really down-to-earth, nice guy. Did you keep the shirt? It's in South Carolina. Okay, well, at least you know where it is. So there, there we yeah. go. That's, yeah, that's, that's, it, that's, that's a good thing. It, it is in South Carolina, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you remember it, uh, Corey, because I met you. I met you at the Pisces um, that night. And I was like, Corey, guess where I was? Boom! And I flipped off my jacket. And I was like, I went to go see Bob Saget. I remember that. <laughs> and yeah, I had Bob Saget's signature. But yeah, he did oh, not want to. Huh? Yeah, I said, yeah, on the Scooby-Doo shirt. Yep, yep. My little gray Scooby-Doo shirt, it just had Scooby-Doo characters chasing the mystery man. It Just right. a simple little t-shirt, and it was V-neck, and he loved it. He was like, I want your shirt! Give me your shirt! <laughs> Where did you get that shirt? I was like, Walmart clearance rack. He goes, we're going to Walmart! <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Walmart. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he was really cool. Uh, Okay, okay, now we got to get down to business. Nickerdoodle! I mean, uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Grabowski, uh, creator hey, and owner of Black Veggie Books. Any announcements? Uh, yeah, uh, I've, uh, um, I'm working on Slasher Girl by Raina Young that's supposed to come out this week. Very excited about that and stuff. Uh, I just posted, uh, um, uh, the the official cover uh, on the group page on Facebook, and um, also Freak uh, on a Moped is uh, is out uh, by Chuck W. Chapman. The reviews are coming in; they're very very good. Some people are saying that it's the best horror novel that they've read in years, and that's that's really uh, great words to be said. Um, and uh, also, like uh, this past week, I've been like staying up until like four or five each morning, uh, working on publishing books and catching up with everything. Last uh, uh, last night at about three o'clock in the morning, I uh, um, decided, you know what? Why not just put out a, a special limited edition hardcover of Halloween for the Ultimate Edition, uh, my uh, novelization and. So then I finished it and I turned it in to the printer. So I'm waiting Woo-hoo. to hear from that. So that's coming out actually, and um, so I'm going to be selling copies on eBay. It's going to be on Amazon and stuff like that. But it's funny because um, because I've been staying up late um, each night. I've been sleeping in, and I don't know around eleven, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock this morning. Francie wakes me up uh, uh, and tells me the stove is on fire. And so all of a sudden I'm realizing that the whole house can burn down. I ran over to the stove and the the heating element inside of the stove, she had the oven on, and the heating element was melting, and it was burning. And I've never encountered that before. Then I looked around and realized, ah, you know, my parents used to have a, a fire extinguisher in the corner. It's not there anymore. What happened to it? What should I do? So I got Francie to, like, run over to the neighbor's. Maybe they know what to do. And then the next thing I was thinking of calling the fire department because I had no idea. And it it was kind of getting worse. And I envisioned the whole uh, kitchen burning down and and stuff. But eventually, 
And Francie said, throw salt on it. I've never heard of that before in my life. And she gave yeah. me a little shaker of salt, and I was salting it my mouth. He was going to pour water on That's it. I was like, don't you pour water on that. <laughs> right. Didn't know what to do. But yeah. then it, it kind of it, it got worse, and then it got less and less and less. And then I could just see that the whole heating element, like, melt and break away. And then the fire kind of fizzled. And so we can't use the oven. we got to, like, either replace it or replace the heating element. But, man, what a thing to wake up to this morning. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, the kitchen's on fire. Thank you. I was trying to make them cinnamon, cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Such drama. So, but anyway, that's what's going on with Black Bedsheet Books and a little bit of what's going on around here. All right, and uh, just let me make a few show announcements. Of course, today we got Corey Rockbottom Davis back by popular demand. Uh, Not that, you know, William or Tom or anybody put any pressure on him. Like when he was live on the show, they said January 9th, I mean, yeah, January 9th, book him. January the 9th. <laughs> so yeah. he was like. Book him, Dano. Dano. So he, he's back. He's back. Uh, 16th, <laughs> I do have people planned. I'm waiting on a couple of people to say yay or nay. And then, of course, on the 23rd, we do have Tommy Habib, the creator and host of the hit TV show Cheaters. Uh, Man, he's done so many of them. Uh, Stag Party. Uh, well, his newest one is To the Rescue. It's a great show where he goes in and he rescues dogs. And, in fact, uh, he he did some um, charity fundraisers with Betty White. So we'll, we'll probably talk about that also on the show. And, uh, yes, don't forget, everybody, cold season is here. Make sure that you go to HonestAmish.com, order your products. They have soap. If you have a mustache and a beard, you get that cleansing oil. Tom William, you still have not grown a beard yet, have you? Nope. No. Well, uh, I, I had one briefly, but, uh, you know, it kind of disappeared in the course of the washdown. Well, was that when you were in a coma for, like, two days? You grew yeah, a little... pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't forget uh, Go to honest, on HonestAmish.com If you order $35 or more in products You get free delivery And also do not forget To add in that little promo code That says uh, Talking Beards You will get 15% off of your order Corey you got a beard Yes I do you should go to Honest Amish, man. That oil, oh, my gosh, it smells so good. They, they, they yeah, got I a. Cut, I cut my beard down a little bit, though. It's not as thick and pronounced as it once was uh, this past Thursday. I gave it a little trim, but it, I'm going to let it grow back in just so I can use this product. you got to try it. It's all made in the USA. It's it's all 100% natural. It it smells really good. I I, I wish I had a beard just so I could use these products. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get one of those. Yeah. 
right, so let's give him the proper introduction. Without further ado, the creator of Jet Boy. Yes. Corey Rockbottom David. Yay. Yay. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey. Well, uh, these two these two were away on a little bit of hyenas, so, but but we're all back. We're we're back again. They were in Did you say hyenas? Yes, I did. I think I did. I think I did. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think I made that mistake. Yes, I did. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> but, but <laughs> that's right. But, you know, just a couple of asses. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I still can't say aluminum. Al- aluminum. 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 Okay. Aluminum. 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 All right. All right. I'm a writer. I'm always correct her when she like says words wrong or. <laughs> well, but now what you got to do is to be like, okay, well, that's all right. That's usually a hard word to say at times, anyways. But how about uh, you know getting a song stuck in your head, like I don't know, phenomena. No, 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 I can't hear you. I can't hear you. No, 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 earmuffs, earmuffs, earmuffs. Okay. Okay. So, Corey. No <laughs> Let's, let's, uh, for people that are tuning in that didn't tune in last time, tell us about Jet Boy. Okay, Jet Boy. Where to begin? There's so many layers to Jet Boy. Jet Boy is about a 10-year-old kid who works for a top-secret government agency that polices alien technology. It is a comic book that I created back in uh, 2004. Um, we are... Currently uh, developing the animated version of it uh, alongside uh, my buddy Mike Sofo. Shout out to Mike Sofo. He was one of the animators from all of the Gorillaz music videos, and he is also my co-director on the animation. And um, we've already invaded a few uh, spaces already on Netflix. Uh, We're in and out of season two. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just preparing, um, the, uh, we're putting the final touches, um, on the animated series and, and getting it all together and, and going to get all the voices recorded, all that good stuff. So we are, uh, in the process of developing this show and, uh, about ready to unleash it on the world later this year. Wow, uh, that that's awesome, and it you you got to be happy because I mean you created him in 2004, and now it's uh, 2022. You're like mm-hmm. watching him grow. Yes, yes, that, it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think about, you know, just doing this for as as long as I have, and it's it, it was just kind of yanked out of nowhere um like when when i i first did uh the first story it was like a small uh kind of i think it was about five page uh story that i did for a buddy's comic anthology um back during that summer and i didn't really do anything else with it um like in, in until like 
maybe 2006, and I happened to be at a show uh, in Orlando at the Megacon, and I was there promoting another book I was doing, Lions Been Revolution. And a gentleman came over to my table, and he's looking through my portfolio, and I'm there promoting the Lions Den book, and he saw the picture of Jet Boy in my portfolio, and he was like, tell me more about this guy. Wow. And so I, I told him, and immediately he gave me his card and said that he owned a production company. He wanted to turn this guy into a cartoon and, you know, produce it through his production company. And now, many years later, he is my mentor, agent, everything to me, uh, Mustafa Saeed. Shout out to Mustafa Saeed. And uh, he's been working with me ever since to keep the dream alive. So, yeah, so we we definitely had to get uh, uh, a cartoon from this because when I met uh, Mike, I actually met Mike on uh, MySpace. Back wow. when MySpace was, was actually a thing. And this yeah. was, about a year, it was about a year before I met Mustafa. And so it was a, a, an outlet for me to meet other artists, basically. Uh, that, that's pretty much all I used it for. And um, then I, I, I met Mike, and he was an animator, and he showed me some of his stuff. And him and a buddy of his had started uh, their own uh, little uh, animation studio over in London. And uh, we had been friends for about maybe six months at this point. He saw the Jet Boy drawing, same one that Mustafa saw in, in the portfolio, and he says, well, um, wow, this, this looks amazing. This looks like the type of stuff that we do at work. So I was just like, well, what are you doing at work? And he was like, um, well, um, I don't know. Do you guys have the computers over there in the state? And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, we, we use an animator. And I was like, We've been friends for six freaking months, and you didn't tell me that you were an animator on the Gorillaz music videos? And I was like, well, yeah, we got to do this cartoon. So he was down ever since then. And then the next year, uh, I uh, met Mustafa, and, and the rest is history. Yeah. Wow. And, well, that, and that's it's, great, though, I would Yeah. Yeah, I love it because I used to watch you, like, draw all the time. Like, you, you'd sit there and just draw and draw. I mean, we're at the comedy house. We're we're seeing freaking Papa Pops. And Corey's yes. got his art book, and he's drawing Pops, John Witherspoon, while he's on stage. And I'm like, don't yes. the show. He's like, shh, shh, shh. And you showed those to John Witherspoon, and John Witherspoon was like, those are bang, bang, bang. Love them. Yep, I remember that. And, and he signed them for you. That that was awesome. You know, he loved your drawings. Even John Witherspoon was ranting about your drawings. Yeah, I, I, still, I still have that. Oh, wow. Wow, I still have it. It's because uh, I'm I'm at my mother's house tonight. Um, I, I'm going to be uh, I got a uh, an appointment, doctor's appointment tomorrow morning, and 
need somebody to drive me home. So I figured I would hang out here, but I, I bring that up because I think it's here somewhere. Um, oh, you, out in, you should take a photo of it. Yeah, and it's post in it on the, Facebook. Yeah, I, I think it's out in her storage shed back here because I got a lot of stuff in her shed from years ago. And it's oh. in one of, one of these boxes out here. I'm pretty sure it's got to be in there because I, I don't think I, I took it to the to my new place to over to my place. Um, so I, I, it's got to be in there somewhere. That picture because I drew it. Uh, man, I, I remember. I can't remember what I drew it on. I, I think I, was it in my sketchbook. I think I took it out of the sketchbook. I, I think so. Yes. Yeah, I still have that sketchbook. I still have that sketchbook. If it's not out there, then it's got to be at my office because I have a file of sketchbooks that go all the way back to like 1992. And wow. it, yeah, it, it might be in one of those. I'm pretty sure it, it, it's either here in one of those boxes or, or in that file. I have to look through. Yeah, that that was Whoa. cool that John Witherspoon gave you three bangs for the drawing. Yeah. He's like, that's bang, bang, bang. I yeah, it. I got the and, I got I got the three bangs from from John Witherspoon. Yeah, and <laughs> That's cool. in fact, you didn't ask him to sign it. He said, "Give that to me. Let me sign this for you." And you yeah. were like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, so, he, yeah. I was so yeah, proud of you. See yeah, the comedy house, man. We had we had a good time at that comedy house because we knew everybody. Right, and and that was the crazy thing, man. Like we we had so many opportunities to even like be you know take that journey with a lot of these comedians too, and and um, you know watch like have a personal stake in their career growing, you know. Yeah. Especially like the, the up and coming ones, and and that was. That was pretty awesome, man. That was a pretty awesome time. To, to Remember when we were we were invited to Cedric the Entertainer's after party? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh, that must have been great. Oh yeah! Well, that sounds like it's been fun. <laughs> what was funny is I was the, I was the first one, and um, I like you know I was in a back room of Club Forty Four, and. Uh, right. We a uh, little white girl sitting there in a black club, and I and I see Spanky Brown. Actually, remember we seen Spanky? He was waving us in, and uh, I was yeah, like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm invited." And security's like, "You're not invited." And then all suddenly they were like giving us a hard time, and then they stepped aside and they said, "Yeah, go on in." And yeah. it was Cedric the Entertainer, and Spanky's like, "Cedric, let you in." He lets you all in. And I'm like, where is he? He's like, he just left. I was like, yeah, because we watched Cedric the Entertainer before he was steady. We we watched him on on stage when he was just performing in Columbia, South Carolina. Yep. And then all suddenly he's at the township doing bigger shows. But Akatunde yeah. was like, you and all your friends get to Club 44 tonight. When you get off work, yeah. go to Club 44. Yes, I and, remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was that was a fun night. I just wish I was like because I remember we went to Akatunde's party the night before, and there was like dead. <laughs> and then the yep. club is packed, and I'm like, Spanky, what the hell is going on? 
Dude, Akatunde <laughs> had a good show. He's like, this is an Akatunde's after party. It's Cedric the Entertainment. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and you, you and you and Paul, you guys were like off, like everywhere, and I'm sitting on a couch with Spanky. I think you guys might have met Cedric. And I'm. Yeah, I think we, I think we got trashed that night, man. I know me and Paul. <coughs> when you, when you let me and Paul loose, we usually go and 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 live it up. So yeah, I, well, I can't I find you guys. That's the way to do it. It's yeah. kind of like when you're at the fair, meet me at the rocket at a certain time. Right. I'll see you there. The only problem is you get too drunk to find whatever the rocket is. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll feel for it. it the rocket and we, it, there's no hope of finding it. <laughs> yeah, man, we had a good time. I mean, I, uh, one thing that I'm trying to make a point is I, I was happy to see. I mean, you would sit in the uh, at the office at Winsong Ten. You were constantly drawing, drawing and drawing yeah. and drawing. And now, I mean, this is this was always your passion. This yeah, is you what, what you funny. wanted to do, and you did it. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is another thing about um, about Winsong is how you guys would let me just hang out in the office and, like, call Cartoon <laughs> Network. I would call Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and all of those places, like, on the company's dime. Like, I would just <laughs> call them and talk to the vice presidents and everything and set up meetings. So, like, the first meeting I ever had with Cartoon Network, like, back, like, wow, in... Oh man, that had to be like in 2000. Oh wow! That's because I I called them from the office upstairs, Winsong, <laughs> on the clock. Because <laughs> I was I would go up there and Snoop would be in the office, and me and Snoop would just be sitting there, and I was like, Snoop, can I use the phone? And you know how Snoop is, he's like, Yeah, man, you can go ahead. And use the phone. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> In so Snoop Dogg fashion, which is why we called him Snoop. <laughs> yeah, he was—he looked and sounded just like Snoop Dogg. He uh, did. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and hopefully he's listening tonight. So, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so he, I, I would ask him, and he would let me use the phone, and wow. he'd hear the entire conversation, and he'd be like, "Man, did you just call Cartoon Network from Winsong?" <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yep, and he's like, that's some gangster shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can so well, you saying that. Well, Corey, I'll, 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 I'll say this much. Uh, in, in that case, I'm, I'm glad to say that uh, I'm, I, I share uh, company with you because, um, b- believe it or not, about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of did a, a semi-similar stunt, in a matter of speaking. I was working in a warehouse uh, down here in South Florida, uh-huh. and my uh, my main manager was uh, was actually this uh, petite woman who was uh, the same age as me. Her name was uh, Margarita, and oh. uh, and I was uh, and I was actually in the process of uh, finishing up uh, what was going to later become my uh, my fantasy series, um, Legend of Graham, How to Claire. And um, 
you know, so the long story short, um, I decided I was going to go ahead and start writing during the course of the week. So I called in on the sick line and, uh, you know, I said I got the flu, but I was really punching out five chapters. Um, mm-hmm. Waited the second day and I was like, you know, I want to write some more, but, you know, what the hell, you know, I had the flu, blah, 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 write five more chapters. And I'm right. like, well, do I, do I want to try it one more time? And I'm like, well, I'm going to risk it and see what happens, but I've kind of run out of my you know, my hours, so I, I could either get fired or written up, but what the hell? You know, so <laughs> I called it, just uh, out of sheer desperation, I was just like, well, I'm not really sick. I, it, it's that time of month for me, and it's kind of on the heavy side, and I'm just feeling really what? emotional. I don't really want to be around my, my, my employees or any of the other supervisors, because I don't want to blow up at everybody. And right. got approved. That's exactly what happened. I walked in. I was expecting uh, to see what was happening. Uh, Margarita comes out. She's like, I need to talk to you a minute. And I'm like, okay, here it comes. You know, you know, hand over all your stuff. You're fired. And she's like, here's some my doll. And here's a box of bonbons that I picked up for you on the way to work. And I know that the emotional part is really tough, so I have tissues in my office, and you can come by at lunchtime, and we can have a good cry over the soap operas. How does that sound? Oh, oh, like, man. oh okay. <laughs> cool, yeah, okay. Am wow. I fired? She's like, no. <laughs> oh, man. That's our line. <laughs> well, nice yes, you right. can't have that. Nice exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah the, you know, that, that nothing, nothing like taking that extra step though, and you know, kind of thinking outside the box when it comes to pursuing the creative yeah. endeavors. So, you know, I mean, yeah. that, 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 that's awesome. You had Snoop Dogg by your side like that. <laughs> Shout out to John too. His real name is John. Um hopefully he's yeah, John, John Carell, man. John Carell. He he was he was so freaking hard. He was the most he, still one of the most laid back people like ever. Like he he's he's just awesome, man. I, I can't think of a bad thing to ever say about him. I don't think anybody's Never. ever had a bad thing to say about him. I remember I walked into uh, uh, John Matthew's office, well, our office, and I said, mm-hmm. John, I was assistant manager at that time. I said, John, we have to promote John. Right. <laughs> He's got to be in management. <laughs> and John Matthews was like, you know what? I think you're right. And I said, promote Snoop now. <laughs> and right. so we called him upstairs, and we're like, yeah, you're you're." You're going to be floor manager. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it took yeah. him a second to think about it. He's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were like, congratulations. He's like, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I remember when I met him, um, he was working at the Walmart next door. Yeah, he and was the cart. He was the cart giver. 
Yeah, I, I would go over there on my break from Winsong all the time, and he would recognize me because I'd have the uniform on. And he's like, man, let me know when y'all hiring up there. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'll let you know. So after yeah, about you, the third you, time. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you no, recommended him, and he hated that concession stand. He yeah, came to us, <laughs> and he actually said, don't put me on the schedule if I'm going to be in concession. Me and John Matthews, we're sitting here like, who does he think he is? What, what? And then we were like, okay, let, let's put him on door. Because he, he still came in, and he was working. And we were like, let's put him on door. And he had his little pen, and he was taking notes. And I realized he had to be promoted when he said, Francie, um, I need to talk to you. And I thought it was like something explosive. And he was like, I was cleaning out auditorium number three, and you'll never believe what I see. And I was thinking, like, use condom or something. And he goes, there were ants in there. Look, I made a note of the ants. I'm like, dude, he so has to be promoted. He's, like, taking extra steps. I'm glad you, I'm glad you promoted him because that's where he belongs, man. He belongs. Yeah, he did. He did. He he came in with his little his little tie and you know and he, you know he was so quiet at the beginning and we were like, okay, is he gonna take command? He did, man. He took command fast. Yeah, he <laughs> it's did. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. great, and I trained him to become uh, the assistant manager. Yeah, he was great, and yeah, I remember man. they they sent him to Camelot Four to act as an acting manager for the weekend. <laughs> I remember they told him that they put him up in a hotel. Mister Richardson called him up the next day when he got back. Where the hell did you stay? He got a jacuzzi room and everything. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, he got a room with a jacuzzi and everything, man. If he just wanted that one horse town, man, he lived it up. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Where the hell I got a room with a jacuzzi. <laughs> Where the hell did he find a jacuzzi room in Orangeburg, South Carolina? I know, especially in that <laughs> Because <laughs> he wasn't Orangeburg, right? Wasn't that what Camelot was? Wasn't he, that in Orangeburg? He turned, he turned in his uh, receipt for the weekend. Uh, yeah, Mr. Richardson called him up and yelled at him. He's like, Who, the, where the hell did you stay? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I did not know that. He may have told me yeah. back then, but I probably forgot. But I, I oh, oh man. my gosh, I was laughing so hard. I was like, dude, you freaking rock, man. Like, that would have been everything. Like, I mean, oh man. Yeah, I, he was, he was Snoop without a doubt. He was Snoop. Man. But hey, that's, that's the way to do it, though. Exactly, man. I would have done the. He know well. He knows I would have done the same thing. <laughs> a jacuzzi room in Orangeburg. Wow. Orangeburg, yeah. I was trying to think of that. I was trying to think. There's only one exit for Orangeburg. So, yeah, how did you yeah. find a room with a jacuzzi? 
I yeah, think he went his, two towns over or something. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah, it was he, said, he, he had to, right? There's no. <laughs> uh, oh man, <laughs> like because I, I I know you you were they put you up down there for a while uh, because you. Yeah, you you were the manager down there. That's when it flooded, didn't it? Yeah, yes. During yeah. business hours, it's like it was like the Titanic was coming in, and everything was. Flo- we were like, "Oh, come on! What else can go wrong with this theater? What right. else can possibly go wrong?" But remember when Wait. I came to visit you guys at Windsong oh. and and uh, uh oh, what was your name? Oh, Brandy? yes. Well, I, I, I got to interject on that one. So if that was like the Titanic coming in, did Corey have the opportunity to draw you like one of the French girls? <laughs> I forgot we got a Titanic buff here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I, I remember coming down there when you were working. Um, remember, because oh. I think uh, you needed me to uh, somebody to, to spend the day with you because it was boring. Yes, I was like entertaining. Lisa. I'll feed you alcohol the whole time. Yeah, we only yeah, got four I, hours to be here. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, because that was my day off or something from Winsong. Yeah, <laughs> and they had and remember, remember the big yeah. ice machine that was not connected was like sitting right in front of the screens of one of the auditoriums. And first thing yeah. I thought of is, how the hell do I get this out of here? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Man, That's Camelot 4. Camelot 4. Camelot 4. Welcome <laughs> to Orangeburg. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. There's only one exit. There's no streets. It's just Orangeburg. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in Orangeburg. That was it. And yep. I remember Snoop telling me you're going to drive down the highway, and it's going to say Orangeburg exit, and you're going to be in Orangeburg. And I'm like, wait, what's the street? He goes, Orangeburg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And there was yeah, one time that's... I was hanging out with you guys, and Snoop's like, you're going to be late. You're going to be late. You're going to be late. I was like, nope. I'll get there. I'll get there in 30 minutes. I made it. And I called Snoop and I said, guess where I'm at? He's like, Orangeburg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because uh, not too long after that, I, I actually moved down there for like nine months. Oh, oh uh, there's like one And you cannot buy alcohol on, 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 do they still have that alcohol? Like, you cannot drink alcohol on Sunday. Not a matter of no, you cannot it, purchase alcohol. You could not drink alcohol on Sunday. No, that, we drank the hell oh, out of alcohol okay. on Sunday. We were down there. Because remember Mike Fair? Remember Mike and Don that used to work there at the theater? Yes. They would come I, I down. I them. Yes, yes. They would come down when I lived in Orangeburg, which was around the time, uh, yeah, around the time that I quit Winsong and moved to Orangeburg when Rick was was in charge up there. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and and I I moved down there, and Mike and Don would come down to my place in Orangeburg and party every weekend. What? And yeah, like nice. they would, we would either party down there because we knew where we were gonna get liquor and stuff, and or we would like come back up here from Orangeburg. They'd come pick me up after work on uh, Fridays. And we would come either come back up here or we'd get loaded down there. But there was a party every weekend for the entire nine yeah. months I was down there. Until I was just like, yeah, I can't stay down here anymore because, you know, Orangeburg. Yeah, Orangeburg. Got the hell out of Dodge and came back to the land of the living where we could party every day. So There you go. <laughs> that's, that's I'm telling you, way. William. If you would have hung with us in those days, dude, we had that. That's one thing I can always say. We always had fun. Yes. Well, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, oh, man, <laughs> we we would hit the comedy house at, on Tuesday nights. Uh, we would hit them on Friday nights. I mean, everybody at the comedy house they cater to us. There was one time, remember, I don't know if you were there that night when the new bar manager who was, uh, used to be a waiter, he was bar manager, and he found this book of old shots, and he wanted to put them on the menu, and he wanted our table to try them, so he kept Uh-oh. bringing us shots, and we were like, um, we can't afford all these. He's like, they're on the house. Where was this at? It was wow. at the Comedy House. Anthony oh, Anthony cool. became the bar he became the bar manager and he found like this old book of like shots and he yeah. wanted us to taste test them. And by right. the time the show even started, we had Christmas tree of snack glasses on the table. I think I'm trying to think. Well, I think Mary it was an Occatoon Day show. I think that was an Occatoon Day show. That was an Occatoon Day show. That was an Occatoon Day show. And of course we're like front front row center stage and we got all these like glass shot glasses stacked up on the table and they're like Are you guys alive at this point? What the hell, man? Yeah, he's like bringing us chocolate cakes. Uh, That's when we met, um, oh, it was 99 Bananas, uh, Banana Pudding. Yeah, Banana Split. Oh, yeah, yeah, Banana Pudding, the Banana Splits. Yeah, the chocolate chocolate cake. Yeah, I I think that's all I can remember. I think he did bring us a German chocolate cake also. Maybe. Yeah, because yeah, that that was a German chocolate cake, uh, birthday cake. I remember there was a birthday no. cake in there. I'm telling you, yeah. William, man, we we had a blast. Man, well, yeah, it, it certainly I'm, sounds I'm, like it. I'm honestly <laughs> surprised that none of us are in jail at this point. I'm surprised that none of us are like, you know, like, like I, I'm surprised we've, we've lasted this long. <laughs> oh, man. Like, all the shit that we went through, man. That was fun but times, it, though. But when it, you it's see that, like that you know, you know what we got to do like is that? all of us, we've got to get together. We've got to get Jimmy Kim there, too. 
all of us, we got to have like a uh, Winsong Kin reunion. And all of us get together in one spot. Get Jerusha. Get all of them. Yeah, we got to get Boone, man. I know where Emery is. Um, Because uh, I talk to Emery every now and then. And he's, he's, he's like, close to where I live. Like, he's close to my house. Um, I know he works. The bar he works at is, is not far from, from where I live. So Dude, you it, should, it's you should disguise yourself and order, like, the hardest drink and see if he can make it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. I wouldn't challenge him like that because I know he could. <laughs> yeah. I, I, know. I, I, I remember when Emery got his tongue pierced and he was trying to eat the Wendy's chili. Oh, man, I remember oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> His dog was so bruised. He's trying to talk to us, and he's like, and he's trying to like eat the chili, and it was burning his tongue. And he's like, "This sucks, man. This sucks. This sucks." <laughs> couple more weeks. Couple more weeks. Couple more weeks. Can't eat salads. Can't eat. Salad. <laughs> Damn, Damn, we had so much fun. Oh, Wait, see, but that's the other. For something like that, I, I would have probably taken it one step further just to be the uh, you know the, the one friend that's always the dick and be like, oh my god, it's Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded he like Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. Oh, he looked man. like Spike Lee. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he looked like Spike Lee. You got you got to see Emery Lloyd. Emery Lloyd, that's his last name. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm terrible yes. with names, but I remember all your guys' names. All right, all right, oh, all right, all right. I'm telling you guys, if you get a chance to party with Corey, man, do it. But if he says he can't breathe, don't take him to the hospital. Make him live through it. I know you. I knew you were gonna tell this story. <laughs> uh oh. Let, let me tell you. I gotta tell you guys this story. Okay, owner's box was closed, and as we were outside on the patio. We had our pitchers of beer and everything, and we're finishing up our pitchers. And uh, people came up, and they had weed. In South Carolina, in Corey's defense, I will give him this. In Corey's defense, you get skank weed in South Carolina. By the time it travels to California, you're just getting, like, the the trimmings. All right? But this guy had kind bud, skunk weed. Like, it, it, you could see the crystals on this weed. And he loaded up a pipe for Corey. He's used to the cheaper stuff, you know, where they cut it off the leaves. <laughs> yeah, Corey got toasted. <laughs> I'm trying to drive him home, and he's like, stop the car. Stop the car. I was like, why? And, you know, we were drinking all night, so I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, stop the car. And he's like getting out. He's like, I can't breathe. <gasps> And I'm like, no. He's like, take me to the hospital. Take me. I was like, Corey, we can't go to the hospital. We, come on, we're almost home. Nope, nope, nope. Gotta go. He even held his finger over his head. 
holding onto one, <laughs> holding onto one knee, holding his finger up in the air. He's, I'm even doing your pose right now, believe it or not. He's like, nope, gotta go to the hospital. Nope, take me to the hospital. I was like, Corey, Corey, you're stoned. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Oh, you know what it was? Years later, I figured it out exactly what it was that was going on with me that night. What? Acid, what was it? Acid, acid fucking reflux. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Yeah, acid okay. I had never had a bout of acid reflux before that. And uh-huh. in certain strands, I guess, that that I would, you know, indulge in. And it would trigger that. Uh, and okay. Flash forward to years later. Like, it got, like, really bad. Like, around the time I stopped smoking cigarettes, like, I couldn't even do that because then it would trigger my acid reflux, and I'm just like, wow. So um, I, I, that's when I discovered my love for edibles. Ah. And so, so I kind of trans- – and this was, like, maybe, what, 2015, 2016? And um, yeah, cause, because because and and like I stopped smoking cigarettes and it was just like, you know, it, it, I don't know what it was about me stopping the cigarettes that would make it trigger my acid reflux again. But yeah, that night, that's what that was, and that was like the okay. first time it ever happened. And back then, I didn't smoke cigarettes at that time. Like I didn't like you know smoke cigarettes. Just you know, just smoke that. And then okay. I got into See, cigarettes that and everything. Makes sense to me because I I have really bad. Okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. I I will give you that because I do have acid re. Oh, it stinks. The acid reflux sucks. Yeah, so that's why you I'm going to. That's actually, and that's the crazy part because the appointment I'm going to tomorrow morning is for that. So oh. hopefully. Yeah, so they're going to stick a, a camera down my throat and all kinds of plastic pictures are going to come up from my esophagus and stomach and everything. So, so yeah. yeah, so we're going to yeah. nip that problem in the bud. But that reminds me of a story that, that I have around this same period of time. And the only thing that I'll say is fabulous moolah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was uh, around the same period of time. Uh huh. And the same bar, same setting, everything. And because uh, it was Icy's. Yeah, we would come from Icy's. And as we do, we go to Icy's and we get trashed, like loaded. And. I don't even know, like, I, I there was, no, like, nobody that was, like, a designated driver that night. <laughs> so, we just get in the car, and it was just like, by the grace of God, we will get home. Francie's at the wheel. So, <laughs> we're driving, we're going, like, at least 15 miles an hour. <laughs> 10 miles an hour. And then we end up down this long stretch of dark road. <laughs> and I'm just like, where the hell are we going? 
And so she's like, I, I know where we're going. Like, I, and so I, I kept asking her, like, you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I ate some bread. <laughs> so, <laughs> so apparently she, she ate some bread before we left Icy's, and, and uh, apparently there's a lot of bread in a short period of time on top of every alcohol in the bar. No. <laughs> so he was just like, all right, I, I can't. I got to do it. She pulls off this, this stretch of road and turns off onto a street called Moolah Drive. <laughs> so we're on Moolah Drive, and she stops. There's a house. Off in the distance, kind of down the hill, we're not too far from it. There's a tree in the front yard. She pulls over, gets out of the car, does the old post up on the tree with one hand, bent over, and puked every alcohol that we drank that night and that quick bread that she ate all over this tree, all over that yard. And I didn't think that that puke was ever going to end. And turns out the next day she puked in the fabulous Moolah's front yard. <laughs> Tell me, Whoa. Who can say that and, they puked on the magnificent Moolah's tree? Yes, the magnificent Moolah's. She lives on a street named after her. <laughs> and it's the only. I think she's got the only house on that street. Am I correct, or is it more stuff on? Yeah, there's. Hold on, we do have a caller. Uh, we do have a caller four seven eight. Um, yes. It the other they have they have a lake, and then there's like these little surrounding houses, and uh, that's where the midget wrestlers live, is what I heard. <laughs> so you threw so. in the midget wrestlers. <laughs> I I I totally forgot. That is right. I. Did throw up. I'm surprised she didn't come out with a shotgun. Yeah, cause she was she was lit like that, man. She would well, she would have shot you if she was there. Get get a, get a hold of city council. Let let let's go ahead and make it an official landmark. Yeah. On, on, on this spot, Francie Weatherman of Francie and Friends puked here. <laughs> Dude, in, okay, area code 478, you're live. Hey, I just uh, want to say that I pray to you guys. Uh, I listen to you guys' podcast, and I, I pray to y'all. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. Groovy. Very good. It's because we puked. That's because I puked in Magnificent Mula's tree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, that deserves prayer. That, that deserves prayer. <laughs> I, I do remember that, man. I, I'm surprised she didn't come out. Now, now, William, you do know who Magnificent Mula is. She was the WWF. World's wrestling female champion of the world. Yep. Yeah. And, like, uh, I, I, you know, then I think I'll, wasn't she also at one time part of Glow, the old gorgeous ladies of wrestling? Yeah. 
Man, I, I don't remember like, being on Glow. I know because I know she was older. Like she was like it, from like the sixties and seventies. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she, but she wrestled she, like I know she wrestled in the eighties too. Yeah, she still would have probably kicked my ass because that was only the nineties. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, think, I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely think that, uh, okay, um, okay, okay, uh, uh, Shadow, uh, Shadow Club Karma. Yes. Yes, Shadow Club. Shadow Club Karma is, um, around the, not long after I, uh, created Jet Boy, um, I, uh, uh, the young lady I was dating at the time recommended this uh, book to me about these crystal skulls and everything. <clears throat> and and apparently these were real things, real artifacts that were found like in ancient civilizations all over the world, blah, blah, blah. Um, they, and, and they were saying that they're fully crafted uh, crystal skulls and, and 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 they're wondering how the craftsmanship and the crystal could have been done back then and all that stuff. You know, later on you would find out some of them were fake. But, you know, there, there were a few that, that would just pop up and in, in, in stuff. And, and there was an entire book uh, about this. So so I'm reading this book and I was just like, hmm, this is, this is pretty cool. And I had this idea of like – um, uniting like all of the universal monsters, like oh, all wow. these guys on a team, and just couldn't find anything to make them, you know, bring them together. Like I needed a reason for them to come together. So that's when, after I read this book, I was just like, wow, why don't I make these crystal skulls be the foundation of why these characters come together and so um shadow club was born from you know that point on and uh we i've i've been uh doing shadow club ever since uh it's a horror comic it's about uh franken frankenstein dracula wolfman the mummy uh the creature from the black lagoon uh bride of frankenstein uh wolfman all these guys coming together to save the world takes place around the um on doomsday like the last day of the mayan calendar in 2012 and then it just kind of kickstarts from there and catapults into like present day and then the future so the story is going to be going on and on and on and there's so many spinoffs from it and prequels and all kinds of stuff and and we're also uh, working on the uh animated version of that as well so there's, uh, yeah, there's a lot coming from Shadow Club. Um, wow. But, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, um, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, Boom Animation, uh, shout out to them, um, and uh, my animators uh, from my team uh, all <clears throat> have worked together, and they put out the uh, trailer that um, is out online now for the opening sequence of the the animation. And so I, I talked to uh, Boom Animation, um, Matt from Boom Animation not too long ago, 
and uh, we are extending our partnership, and we will be producing. Uh, they're dropping like two million on a budget for three of my projects, um, one of which is Shadow Club Karma, and um, one another one is one of its spinoffs and uh, an original thing that we're teaming up to do called the Rust Belt, which is an animated uh, horror anthology, kind of like an animated version of American Horror Story. So um, we're, we're going to be, you know, doing that in the future. Um, we'll probably kick into high gear with that around the summertime. And it's, uh, yeah, all this, you know, Shadow Club was pretty much the foundation for all of that. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're going to be, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no! I, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, um, with with uh, Shadow Club, um, are are you uh, are are you open for uh, for for writers uh, that are also fans of the uh, Universal Monsters? Oh yeah, actually, actually, awesome! I I I'd love to uh, you know try to jump in and help uh, if, if 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 needed, uh, and uh, you know. Would would love to you know pick your brain and you know see what what all you what all you uh, how far you want to take the story. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we're going to go pretty far with it. As a matter of fact, like I said, there's a, a bunch of spinoffs too. There's uh, um, in Shadow Club Karma, uh, Lilith is one of the main characters. She actually leads the rival team called Shadow Club Brimstone, where it's her. Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, Bloody Mary, um, who else? The Fly and the Blob. And Ooh. yeah, and, and they're like, because like uh, Shadow Club Karma is like heavens in the final yeah. battle of heaven and hell. Oh, wow. Shadow Club is heaven's army, and Shadow Club Brimstone is hell's army. And so they clash in this story. And Lilith uh, gets her own spinoff called Dark Goddess. Um, and then there's Helldoll, which is about uh, Earth Angels and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, one called Brides, which basically follows the Brides of Dracula. Okay. Um, and there's a live action spinoff. Well, it's based on the webcomic that was the prequel to Shadow Club called Order, which is about a secret society um, that uh, acts as the, uh, you know, they're they're the Earth-based members of Hell's Army, and it's kind of like an Illuminati type. Like, they've infiltrated, like, entertainment, the government, everything, corporations, and all of that stuff. And they have a hand in on helping Hell's army come to Earth so they can conquer heaven and Earth. So that's what it's about. Um, So, yeah, there's there's so many layers to it. So there's, there's, you know, I'm positive that there's room for you to come in and, you know, do your thing on the right. Awesome. Um, And... uh, now I, I do want to, uh, you know, since you definitely want to do with like with uh, with Hell's Army like that and such. Um, this is more of an urban legend, but uh, you, you can make for a really fun uh, character. Uh, is uh, 
La Llorona. Are, are uh-huh. you familiar with her story? Um, it's the, it sounds very familiar. Refresh my memory. Okay. Um, basically, anybody that's Hispanic, you can't even say her name. It's almost similar to the Bloody Mary version in that sense. Oh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, but, uh, but in this case, uh, she drowns children. You know, she had drowned her kids for uh, a spurned lover. And yeah, so, I remember uh, you. Supposed to, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Her name Susan Smith. No. Okay, bad joke. Bad joke. Oh, sorry, bad joke. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Corey gets it. That, that was Kim a big thing in Wait, South Carolina. Nope. Sorry, bad joke. Bad joke. Okay, go ahead. You two keep talking. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, wait, also known as Kim Kardashian, but no, wait, that that's not it either. <laughs> that's a different horror story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, yeah, that yeah, I, I remember that story now. I rem- I remember because I I went through a bunch of uh, ancient folklore from. Africa to uh, to old Latin folklore, mm-hmm. uh, like all of this stuff in research for this project. And um, when I started it, I'm actually, I started my research in the room that I'm in right now um, at my mother's house. Mm-hmm like for this story and almost went insane from some of the stuff that I found that I, I, some of it, I can't even repeat because I can't even say how I found it. But yeah, there was some pretty dark stuff that I came across. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and some, some, some dark people that I met to get some of this information, some of which I'm still friends with. Um, to this yeah. day, okay. yeah, there's, yeah, it, it, it was, it was very interesting. Like after a while, I had to like take some time off. Like after I finished that first <laughs> run, yeah. So yeah, it was, sometimes that rabbit hole is a little uh, darker and deeper than we expect. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, that I I I came across some things that yeah. It, it, it'll 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 keep you up at night. I don't think I was sleeping very well then either, but that was for an entirely different reason. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Corey, so you, there, know, found... you know, at some point you do have to have somebody puking at a tree at a professional wrestler's house. Oh man, yeah, I'm, that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's going down. Yeah. Wait, wait, stop the stop the car, stop the car. <laughs> or the or have somebody throwing like a, a a hotel party for like the employees of whatever job they're working at. That was Do you remember awesome. when I drank that fifth of Goldslogger before the party even started in Jerusha? Like oh. come on, let's go get the party supplies. What? Yeah. Well, that's that's just brave right there. I mean 
Yeah, because we used to. The squatter, dude. And then the party had to use Dardia and Corey Boone and everybody. They're like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I puked I in that. the. In the elevator? Huh? Did you, you, you puke in the elevator? No, Jerusha had to pull over. I don't even know where we were going. Why were we even driving? <laughs> And uh, Jerusha reminded me that I I told her to pull over, and I was puking in the 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 on uh, Decker Boulevard the the car wash. She's like, "Yeah, you puke right there," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> See that? Give them a, the, to give everybody else a little bit of backstory. Um, at least was it like once or twice a month? Um, I would, I would, uh, well, we, we would get these hotels and do like the Carmike hotel parties. Yeah. And it would be like, and usually it was the extended stay behind the theater, like at the bottom of the hill. And we get like, a, like the big rooms, like the, sometimes we get the suite and sometimes we'll just get like whatever room would accommodate, you know, however many people were going to show up. And we would be like, okay, everybody, we got the room. Here's the number. When you get off, come meet us over there. <laughs> we have like and everybody showed up. Yeah, it's like we have a room full of alcohol. Sometimes we would pregame like at the theater before we even left. <laughs> Dude, and how many I mean, times were we drunk at work? <laughs> oh my god. It, remember when? Oh my God! I don't know if you, you set um, up that bar behind theater number five screen. The woodshed. <laughs> we call it the woodshed. No, not even that. We we had a bar at the bottom of the hill behind the theater. That's what we would call the woodshed. Like we would go at the bottom of the hill and we have like all these bottles of liquor like outside. Like we had them. <laughs> But we would hide them when nobody could, like, come across them. Like, nobody went down that hill. Like, nobody knew that they like, come down there. So we would go down that hill, and we were like, hey, man. Like, we'd be, like, walking down the hall, and, and one of us would walk up, like, hey, man, you want to go to the woodshed? we like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> we'd go down behind the – like, we'd go out of, like, I think it was uh, outside a theater um, – the exit door. Uh, and yeah, yeah, behind the theater door. Behind the theater door. That was uh, auditorium number three. There was that, like, little escape door. And remember the yeah, theater kept yeah. getting broken into? Yep. Cops everywhere, dusty. And then we got that theater, that little door key, uh, you know, uh, chain. Yeah. And it yeah. stopped. Hummish. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, every time it's like everything was broken <laughs> except yep. for that. There was no, like, no glass broken at the front and the projection door going upstairs was broken in, broken off the nozzle. Come on! And they found the safe, like, 
couple of blocks down. I remember the that. Station. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the person that peed in the elevator at one of the hotel parties. That's what I was about to bring up. Because I was getting, we went downstairs to get ice or some shit, me and Boone. And elevator, like we're waiting on the elevator to come down. Elevator door opens up. He he walks off, smiling. Hey man, somebody pissed on the elevator. <laughs> I was like, that asshole. So she's just like, yeah, we'll, we'll take the next one. It couldn't wait until we got out of the fucking elevator to go to the fucking bathroom. Oh. And <laughs> I'm telling you, oh, I'm man. telling you, William, we were cool back in the day. Well, yeah, yeah I we could tell. We so. had some times, man. We had some times. Well, Corey, you know what I'm going to ask you. You know what I'm going to ask you. You know you got to come back. Yes, please. Oh, yes, of course. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Of course I'm coming back. You just let's set it up. All right, and you know, even when we're doing shows, like uh, you said that uh, you definitely want to call call in on the 23rd when Tommy Habib is going to be here. Call yeah. in anytime. Yeah, I I will definitely do that. I know that. Uh, let's see. You gotta I, I put got... your mom on the phone when we got Tommy Habib because you said your mom's a big fan of cheaters. Oh yeah, I'll make sure that I'm back over here when I call. When I call, I'll call. I'll make yeah. sure that I'm here at her house. And yes, that would be awesome because I, I, I got to tell you, okay, uh, Tommy Habib is a sweetheart. He, he, yeah. he looks like he's like, you know, all like um, professional. No, Tommy Habib is like one of the nicest guys. Like he, he's laid back like you are, Corey. He's yeah. as easy <laughs> to talk to as you are. In fact, the first time I was doing my show with him, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm totally freaked out. And he called in early, and he's mm-hmm. like, "So when? Wait, let me see if I can do it. So when do we? <clears throat> hold on. When do we start the show? And I'm like, "Well, we're <laughs> gonna go live in 15 minutes." He goes, "So do I call back in 15 minutes?" And I'm like, "Okay." And he seems so straight edge. And uh, I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "All right, see you, kiddo." And ever since the guy called me kiddo after that, I melt. He was so cute. He's like, okay, I'll see you then, kiddo. And I'm like, oh, that was kind of sexy. <laughs> the one, his little nasal voice, he's like kiddo. And I've never been called a kiddo before, and he did that. And I was like, dude, I got a crush on you now. <laughs> what did you just do to me? <laughs> But at, oh, and what was funny is, um, I don't know if you guys watched Hell's Kitchen, uh, season four, Hell's Kitchen, Chef Maddie. He was my co-host at the time, and he was in the hospital with kidney stones. You know, they were going to stick a tube in his pee-pee and blast those kidney stones out the next day. Oh. And I gave him, I gave him thanks for, like, um, calling in and 
in the hospital bed, about to get his pee-pee shot up. <laughs> and right when wow. I was about to bring Tommy Hey Beeb in, and he goes, and um, Chef Maddie said, now if you hear me moan, it's not because the nurse is giving me a massage. And I was like, whoa, whoa, Tommy Hey Beeb, you're live. <laughs> and Tommy Hey Beeb was like, hey, Sunday night. And he gave me this great, quote that I used. I got to get that back. I'm going to ask him to do that again. But uh, Chef Maddie was trying to talk to him and he's like, you know what? I already heard enough about you. Enough from you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, he's, he's he's actually a really sweet guy. He He's a nice guy. He's very down to earth. So yeah, I, if your mom's a big fan of cheaters, we're going to have the creator, the guy who created Cheaters, will be on the show. Well, I will make sure that I am here and she can hop on and ask uh, a question or two, or, and I will make sure that she is present uh, for that particular show. Just uh, remind me of the date again so I know. All right. I will remind you. Yes. Yes, yeah, because I think I think that would be I think that would be awesome to hear yes. a longtime Cheaters friend, uh, fan to at, talk to him. Yes, yes, and that that would be awesome. His 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 voice makes him sound sound like he's like uh, really like you know straight to the point, but he he's actually really funny. There was one time I called him, <laughs> I called his cell phone, and. Uh, he picks up the phone. And he's like, "Hey, Francie, um, I need to call you back. I'm at a meeting." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, Tommy." He's like, "Don't apologize. I'll call you back." And he did. <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he that's the he's he's a really nice guy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Now I want to watch Cheaters. <laughs> we are about to be cut off and uh Corey, we gotta get you back in February. I'm sorry, that that that's just gonna have to happen. Okay, I'll check my uh my February schedule. Um I should be okay for that. I know March is gonna be tight, April's gonna be tight. Um so um yeah, we're we're actually um I got a actually a couple of places to plug actually that I'm I'm going to um the Columbia uh comic and toy show uh shout out to my man Grady. Um I will be there in uh April. I don't have the dates in front of me. Hold on, let me find it. Let me find them. Um I want to say uh April 16th and 17th. Or, or, or it's it's around that time. I'll I'll be there, and it's at the Jamil Temple here in Columbia. Um, I will be uh, in uh, Texas. Oh wow! And, wow! Uh, you're March. Close, you're almost close to me. Yeah, yeah. March 10th and 11th at the uh, Latin Pop Lab, uh, um, BIPOC Pop Comics. Expo and Multimedia Arts Fest. Shout out to my man, Professor Latinx. 
He is uh, putting on this show. He uh, used to run uh, SoulCon up in uh, Ohio at OSU, and I would do that show with uh, my SoulCon family, and now uh, he's moved the party down uh, to the uh, University of Texas, and this happens to be at the same time that South by Southwest is going on. So I will probably be pulling double duty down there. So you will see me uh, at both events. So, um, yes, uh, it'll be at, um, uh, I think it's Patton Hall in Austin, Texas. Um, You can check me out there uh, March 10th through the 13th. I will uh, be at this uh, show and uh, by South, uh, South by Southwest. And yeah, um, so you're, you're, you're getting me at the right time if, if you get me in February because March is, is going to be um, pretty full and, and April is going to be pretty full and we're going to be working on the uh, shows and everything. Uh, we start uh, production on Order and Odyssey and, and all of those shows um, around that time, the live action stuff, so yeah, yeah. You, you know what we could do at special times is you could do a live broadcast from Frankie and Friends these shows. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let me see. Let me let me work that out. All right. Me, yeah. Well, I I can set up the switchboard. We can set the shows, and you know we do mm-hmm. a lot of live event uh, shows. Okay, let me uh, work that out with uh, which events because those are just two of uh, the five. The other ones I have to get the information on. There's still a venue that uh, they have to look for, and they're going to let me know um, what's going on with with their events once they get them, you know, situated. But um, the dates are are already picked out, and and they're going to be, you know, between March and April as well. So. Um, hopefully COVID doesn't knock out some of those shows and, and yeah. get them canceled and everything. So, yeah, that, that's another thing, too. So, so yeah, th- yeah, let me get some more info, and, yeah, we'll set it up, man. We'll make it happen. Awesome. Look, you got you to gotta listen. Uh, we're about to be cut off, and I just found this. Honestly, I, I was shuffling through my switchboard. Here's Nick going through a convention. Guess who we got? Oh, well, I, I don't think you'll really guess. We got Jake Busey. What? At a convention. Nice. Listen. Listen. Oh, you know what? Uh, uh, hold on a second. I think I might have a special, special person to talk to. Um, just, just a second. He's, uh, uh, this, this guy is filming this one woman's tattoos. On her belly, and she's 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 unzipping her jeans right now, so he can get a better view. And oh yeah, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I I think uh, I'm I'm getting closer. Got uh, uh, somebody that might want to talk to you. Hold on just a second. Uh, hold on just a second. Hello. Hello, is this Jake Busey? Yeah, this is Jake Busey. Hey, how are you this evening? 
huge fan of you and your father. In fact, when I first started this show, I was like, I got to get, I got to get you guys on. And here you are. Really? Wow, that's awesome that you are a huge fan. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. Well, well, thank you very much. So, uh, so, uh, are we on the air right now? What are you doing? What are you, what's what's going on? We are live and on the air right now. Oh well, that's just too cool. Um, we're we're over here at the Wyndham Hotel, just wrapping up a uh, a great Saturday here at the Horror Find, and there's a great uh, great group of people, great bunch of people. I tried to say the word all at once, which would have been grunch, and that wouldn't have been good. But there's a great group of people, uh, a lively bunch, and uh, um, the show has been going fantastic. There's lots of exhibitors, uh, every kind of aspect from, of horror movies. From uh, I mean, I'm looking at a guy right now who looks like he just came out of uh, Hellraiser. And then over here to my right is uh, Freddy Krueger. And then I'm looking at Jason from Friday the 13th across from me. Quite a quite an interesting uh, eclectic group of folks, and uh, so, you know, we're just kind of winding down the evening, and uh, tomorrow's going to be a big day, Sunday's going to be a, another big day, being that it's the Labor Day weekend, so looking forward to, uh, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 50,000 people showing up tomorrow. That, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of uh, I think the phone's cut now. What'd you say? That's a lot of money to be made. Oh, a lot of money to be made? Yeah, uh, well, I would imagine. Um, you know, but it's a uh, depressed economy. Not a lot of people have a lot of money, so um, it really comes down to uh, people coming out to meet their favorite actors and uh, perhaps buy some products for movies that are... Uh, special to them that they've been saving up for, and, uh, you know, um, it's more about meeting and greeting and knowing each other, and uh, perhaps having a photo taken with your favorite actor, or uh, getting that set of vampire teeth you always wanted. It's, uh, it's, it's a good thing. Now, now, let me ask you this. Um, Nick walk away right now with an autograph from you to me. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm on a tiny cell phone that was handed to me by your associate. Did you? Uh, <laughs> could you repeat the question? Yes. Uh, I was wondering if you could give Nick an autograph. Doing your dad, um, could you guys give me an autograph? Yeah, I could give him an autograph. Absolutely. And then. Uh, he can bring it to you. Yeah, I can bring it to you. Yeah, you know, the going rate of these shows for the autographs, you know, everyone has a, a fixed cost, so uh, there's no arguments, and there's uh, no one is uh, given any favors or slighted, or uh, no one feels bad walking away like they got a worse deal than the other person. I mean, there's pretty much just a set rate price of what autograph costs and all that stuff, you know, for the general fans. But absolutely, I'll give an autograph, you know, to Nick for sure, uh, for you guys. And I uh, appreciate talking to you. It's been great. And I can't wait till, uh you can have my band Sons of the Wallace on the air when we drop our record uh, close to Halloween. 
and uh, we're really looking forward to. Yeah, well, we would love to. We would love to do a tour of the East Coast. We're just. Uh, we need to find a promoter on the East Coast who's got uh, a good lineup for us to do a, a tour with a few different bookings uh, within, you know, the amount of time, like, you know, a couple of weeks up and down the East Coast, and uh, that would be a great way to launch our new record. So we're, uh, we're very excited about the possibilities of doing that, and the record sounded great. We're about halfway done with it, working at the Village Recording Studio right now in L.A., and uh, it's coming along fantastic. So uh, Sons of Lawless, look out for us. Awesome. That is such great news. In fact, I got somebody right here, Jake, and I know you got to run soon, uh, that would like to say hi, and she's actually a fan of yours also. Oh, well, awesome. I never did get my... Nick! Yes? <laughs> you never gave me my autograph picture of Jake Busey. Yeah, I was listening to that when he was talking about an autograph. Uh, I guess... Uh, uh, I, I forgot what happened, but I guess I couldn't. He was like, I know that we were in a room full of tons and tons of people, and he was really busy. And I think um, you left out the last thing that he said because he misunderstood something that you said oh, yeah, that was really I, funny. I, what I was love it? the beauties, and he thought I said the Bee Gees, and he said he was more of a fan of Duran Duran. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then when he just I had said to the go, beauty, he's yeah. like, I got to hand this phone back over to Nick. Yeah, yeah I was just so taking it around at the convention. And that's that's the one that uh, we got uh, D. Wallace Stone, or D. Wallace, D. Wallace from... Um, oh, yeah, D. Wallace. Um, the and I remember Edward X. Young was uh, the, the, the lady from They Live, and uh, we got her to talk on the... At Edward, and she's like, I, I'm tired, man. I just, and she's like, okay, okay, I'm going to walk over. I forgot her name from They Live, and he was like, okay, I'm going to walk over to her. She looks tired. Francie, if she punches me. So we have like three phones going on at that convention. Was that the Gettysburg uh, one? Yeah, and poor little yeah, me. No, that's why I she books at their uh, hotel party. It's uh, on YouTube and everything. That, 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 that was a great, fun. great time. We, we even yeah, had well, Brian Keane, the horror author uh, Brian Keane, uh, uh, actually sponsored, uh, uh, we had like a Q&A session and stuff and, and set up a big uh, black bed sheet presentation in this one huge room. That's also on on YouTube. That was that was a great time. Sue Dent was there. I got to do karaoke. I did Alice Cooper. I'm 18 in front of all these strangers. Gettysburg. It was great. These shows that you're doing, you just gotta Mm -hmm. walk up with the phone and say, you know, I mean, come on, Mm -hmm. Jake Busey. He's videoing yeah, a girl yeah. with a tattoo, and Nick says, talk on the phone. Right, yeah, Jake Busey, uh, that Busey family, they got the best teeth in the business, man. Like, <laughs> they do, man. Yeah. How do they do that? 
I don't know, man, but I'm 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 glad to see it every time they're on screen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that sounded fun, man. I'm I'm sorry you didn't get your picture though. Yeah, he never did send me. We should get Jake he, Busey he did, back on the show say, and then uh, remind him of play we that do for have him. Proof that he and then did he'll go, say oh. that he will do a show. He did say. Yeah, that's, on that's a good way to like get that autographed photo. Mm-hmm. We could add it to our 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 outstanding collection of, like over the years, especially me. But then me and Francie afterwards, we at conventions we uh, developed a nice little collection, eight by ten signed autographs from people, and they're all over the media room on the wall, mm-hmm. and, like their own frames. Yeah. Really groovy. All right. Uh- <laughs> So Corey, I got to get you back because we still got to talk about the uh, Dawn of Coronos. Yes, definitely. And yes, we're sir. we're we're about to run out of time, so we got to save that for the next show. For the next one. Yes, definitely. February. Let's set it up, man. Let's 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 set it up, and I will be back. I I have a good time every time I'm on the show, so I look forward to doing many more. And uh, yeah, let's it, it, get, it uh, is. It is. It is. And uh, Corey, I'm going to give you mad props about something. And I've seen you draw in the office at Winsong Ten. I've seen you draw like all the time. And I am so proud of you. In fact, Paul came when we were when I was still in South Carolina. Paul came and he's like, "Man, Corey's doing good things right now." And we were not connected on Facebook yet. And I found you on Facebook. I was like, "Yay, Corey!" <laughs> and you're like, "Yay!" <laughs> and you know, and I I didn't know what you were doing, but Paul always followed you, and he's like, "No, Corey's doing great things right now." And what did I say for so many years, Corey? Come on the show, Corey. I see what yeah. you're doing, Corey. I'm really proud of you, man. You're Thank you're you. a little bit Thank younger you. than me, and you know. I'm really proud of you. You're doing what you loved, and I know that there were times that you hated the job at Winsong, and now you're doing what you love, and I think that's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, and and like like I said, man, like it was it, it was fun to finally get on the show after years of of trying to like you know thank you like a dog like Corey, come on throw me a bone (laughs) throw me a freaking bone here (laughs) (laughs) it's because you know i i seen your artwork you know for many years and i knew that you were up to a lot of great things and when you finally said okay let's do it you know, yeah. like it's because I begged you for all those years because I've seen your artwork and I know that you're a genius <laughs> when it comes to art. You know, John Witherspoon gave you three bangs. You know, yes. on Tune Day, you you the toilet paper. He's like, oh my gosh, Corey, give me that. I'm hanging. I'm yeah. framing this and I'm putting it in my office. You know, I watched you yes. draw. You. You draw anything, and you were so animated for all these years. And to say that Corey would not do something like this, come on. We all knew it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you did it. You know, you didn't give up. Like, you're not just thinking, well, come on, you're the Corey that builds a bar at the end of the woods. <laughs> you know, well, you're hey. you're always thinking, and I'm I'm really proud of you. And I've watched you, and I've watched you, and I said, Corey, get on the show. Corey, yeah. get on the show. Corey? <laughs> what and was it, like 16 messages? Yeah, <laughs> and you finally got me, and now you can't get rid of me. So <laughs> Exactly, and I don't want to get rid of you because you you are, without a doubt, one of my most favorite friends of all time because, you know, you and I, we talked about a lot of things, and, you know, I yeah. love you, man. I, I, I honestly love you. Uh, I got to tell you, though, uh, remember that uh, New Year's Eve we spent at ICs, you and Dan, it hit midnight. Dan was on one side, you were on the other side. We were saying, oh, Quinn Johnson, forgot, and it hit midnight. I went to kiss Dan first, and he was not looking, so I kissed you first. Dan got pissed. (laughs) Remember that fight? I kissed it, yeah, and I kissed you, and, and he's like, fuck, you know, he's cussing me out in Icy's parking lot, and I was like, well, go. I had a better kiss. Yeah, I kissed my best friend at midnight, <laughs> you know? That's wow. how I felt. I caused, I caused all that? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I kissed <laughs> him, but I turned to Dan, and he wasn't looking, and you were looking at me, and I... You were my first kiss of 2001. Was it and 2001? you know what? I got the kiss from my best friend, honestly. Uh, well, there you go. That's that. Well, that's that's awesome. Awesome. You told me that story, too. You, you told I me did. that story. I did. That's when I... I uh, that's uh, about the same time when you were telling me that story. That's when I found my dad's shotgun. Remember? And then I was saying, "Okay, where does it go?" That's not <laughs> true, Corey. Kidding. And that was a very heartfelt story too. And I feel bad for not remembering any of it because I was fucking trashed. Well, yeah, we were drunk. I remembered it because I sobered up really quick because Dan, like, drove his car out of the parking lot, and I was like, I flipped in the bird, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go spend New Year's Eve with my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I, I, I was... that that's, that's the kind of thing that you and I, you know, all of us had at Windstorm is that we all had each other's back. You know, I, I yeah. was a dad. He was, you remember Dan? He was an ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Everybody was like, why the hell are you dating this guy? I was like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love him. Just keeps hanging around. <laughs> well, you know, it's, so it's I guess he's my boyfriend, you know, it's kind of like that situation. And he thought that I was head over heels for him. And, and you, 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 stepped in. you stepped in and you gave me my New Year's Eve kiss and I couldn't have thought of a better kiss. Oh, well, thank you. No, I'm, thank I'm sorry. you. I'm sorry I was so trash. 
That's okay. We both were. Yeah, but I do remember. I do remember that, and you know, man, that was two thousand one. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are old. Oh my gosh, yes. that was twenty one years ago. That man. was before, right before the World Trade Center. Yeah. yeah. The world yeah. changed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, wait. No, Nick, the was already gone. It was? Oh, I it was. was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's leave this on a positive note. Corey, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about getting you back, baby. Let's talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the good things and the bad things that you used to. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I won't take you to the hospital because you cannot breathe. But you can drink in Magnusimula's tree. No <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so, uh, and let's let's say if uh, in the uh, future distance if. Authors wanted to throw some books your way, hope they don't hit you in the head to give you a concussion. You know, <laughs> do you think you might find some time to do some graphic novels? I'm actually trying to develop a line of comics for black bedsheet books because I've had oh. um, comics of oh. that stuff in the past. Oh. I, I get like people from different parts of the world, especially this one place from Chile that I'm actually mm-hmm. looking at. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but uh, uh, but maybe we can hook up and and, uh, and you could be a part of this whole whatever it is. Yeah, I am definitely down. Um, just uh, shoot me some, some info, and uh, I work with a lot of talented folk. And, um, yeah, this, this could be a, a pretty good outlet because if, if you're looking to – start a comics imprint, then that means that you can do multiple titles, which means I have a ton of artists that I work with that would probably be down to supply some of the art for, you know, for some of the books. I know I would be, of course, but, you know, if you got multiple titles, then you'll probably need multiple artists and everything. So, yeah. Oh, well, that, it wouldn't be every title that we have. We'd like pick out a couple of things. And probably resurrect some of my. There's some like uh, <coughs> um, some of my. Uh, um, uh, I have a, a a collection called Red Wet Dirt that's been out for a little bit, um, and other people have done comics 